listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded at ABA Tech Show 2016 in Chicago, Illinois. We have a special treat today. In honor of 30 years of Tech Show, our producers have set up a series of seven-minute interviews where our goal is to provide instant takeaways that provide immediate value for our listeners in the form of time savings, greater productivity, happier clients, a better life, et cetera, et cetera. So joining me now, I have two special guests here to talk to us about uh, their speaking event that is about to happen, your session, titled Passing Your IT Security Audit. I want to say welcome to Sherry Davidoff and Sharon Nelson. Hi, guys. Hi, Lawrence. <laughs> Good morning, Lawrence. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. You bet. You bet. So what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to just have one sentence. Tell us about yourself. And of course, Sharon is one of our hosts of two shows, actually, Digital Detectives and The Digital Edge. And so, but we want to learn a little bit more about you for our listeners that are unfamiliar. So in one sentence or less, tell us where you work and what you do. I work at Sensei Enterprises as its president, and we do computer forensics, digital forensics, information security, and information technology. Excellent. And Sherry? I'm the CEO of LMG Security, and we also do cybersecurity testing and digital forensics. So I break into networks and write reports about it, and then if companies get hacked, I get them cleaned up and help get to the root of things. Are you BFFs yet? Oh, uh, oh instantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instantly. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> We've had some good conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the rules. We have this seven-minute interview process here, and so you have seven minutes to share a valuable takeaway from your session. It has to be from your session or about to be from your session because you haven't presented yet, and they must be instantly valuable to practitioners, and you have to do it in seven minutes between the two of you or else you get the buzzer. Not the buzzer. The buzzer, yes. I, I think that the listeners need to know that it's 9.30 a.m. the morning after St. Patty's Day, and I'm just drinking a cup of tea, and this is completely unfair. <laughs> well, there's more. There's more. That's so. why she's my BFF. <laughs> and that's why I went to bed early, Sherry. Oh, man. So, so not to pile on the pressure, but in addition to all of that, we're going to pull the listeners in social media to see how you did. Are you ready? As ready as ready we're going to be. Ready as we're going to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Drinking so tea. I'm pulling up my stopwatch now. It's actually my phone, not a real stopwatch. And I'm going to hit the timer now. And so when I hit the timer, we'll go ahead and get started. Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. So tell us about your speaking session. Okay, I'll go first so Sherry can catch up with the caffeine that she's drinking, right? Working on um, it. <laughs> working on it, indeed. It, the old days, we used to think we could keep the barbarians outside the gates, and that's not true anymore. We used to say, identify the assets you want to protect and protect them. So those were our two words, identify and protect. To pass your IT security audit these days, you're going to need to prove that you know the new mantra of security, which is identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover. So all five of those elements are going to have to be captured in your incident readiness plan, and that's just something you're going to have to live with. So don't have something that's old and expect to pass an IT security audit. Gotcha. And speaking of which, the title of our presentation, Passing Your IT Security Audit, is a complete misnomer. As Sharon will tell you, who decides what passing is? It's important to know that you decide what passing is. There is no such thing as a passing grade. It's not that you have to get 70% and then you win. You get to decide within your organization, or maybe your clients get to decide, what is an acceptable risk tolerance for you. And it's also very important that you not use a template plan because no template fits all organizations because everybody has different procedures and processes, et cetera. And we have found that 
about half of the folks don't have a plan at all, and 25% don't know whether they have a plan, and that's kind of a scary stat. So if you fall into the 75% there that are in trouble, you need to take action fast. Yeah, and you can buy templates online to start with, but you got to make sure to customize them, otherwise they won't be useful for your organization. And I want to jump in with another practical tip, which is that if you're going to have, oh, I just stole her tip. <laughs> Sherry is on fire. I'm on she fire, is. literally. Put me out. Girl on um, fire, right? <laughs> that a lot of law firms or, or attorneys are getting pressure from clients, right, Sharon, in order to be secure. And there are three things that you need to show them. Number one, show them the results of your cybersecurity audit. Number two, show them your risk assessment and risk management plan. Organizations are actually getting fined for not having a risk assessment or risk management plan, and that's going to help you prioritize. And number three, be prepared to show them your technical test results. And you don't have to give them a 300-page report. You can give them a letter of attestation or a summary or something like that. But if you have those three things, those are three things you can do to make your clients happy. And if your audit is actually a questionnaire, and that happens a lot, don't lie because it will come back to bite you because you will get breached and then somebody will go back to the questionnaire that they relied upon and you will have not told the truth. So have somebody who knows what they're doing with you when filling out the questionnaire. And if they tell you, you can't honestly answer this, yes, it's no good to answer it, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So in our presentation, we're going to talk about nine building blocks of an effective cybersecurity management program. And obviously, we can't go through all nine in seven minutes. Um, but I want to point out a couple of them. And number one is, in order to succeed, you need to know where your data is. So a lot of firms or attorneys have their data on cell phones, on laptops, sometimes people's home computers. But in order to secure something, you first have to know that it exists. So number one, do a little self-assessment and figure out exactly where your data lives, all the places. Be creative. Yeah, that's dark data when you don't know that you've got it and it's somewhere and you Ooh, can't I like protect that term, it. Dark I, data. I love dark data. I love that. I use that all the time. It's very sexy. People love sexy. I'm going to steal that from you. It's, oh, it's all yours. <laughs> it's a gift. Another thing you need to do, a good tip, is cyber insurance. You have to have oh, it. Oh, my God. It, it bridges the gap. You know, you can't protect everything at all times, so cyber insurance bridges well, the gap. Well, I just want to jump in real quick. Where do you get cyber insurance? There are now more than 55 companies offering, mainstream companies offering cyber insurance, but people don't understand the cyber insurance. They don't understand what they're covered for. They don't read the definitions because the definitions by definition exclude some things. They don't read the actual exclusions because they'll exclude things like terrorism or they'll say state if you don't... State-sponsored attacks. State-sponsored, yeah. yeah. Which excludes China. Any attacks from China. Or ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> the NSA. Where do you go? Like, Is there a place to be advised, kind of a, an agent that can help set you up? Is there a good place to turn to, to kind of figure out what coverage is appropriate for your organization? You have to find that person. Okay. So really what you want to do is read, read views about insurance companies that offer good policies and talk to them. But then you still need to have an independent advisor to help you understand the policy. Otherwise, you're going to find, and people have found, that they've been excluded because they didn't do something right. And one of the main things that we found, and this has been in the news a lot, is that one company did not follow the minimum security standards that were required by the policy. Right. So the insurer, which had already deposited $4 million in an account to help pay off the damages now was suing to get it back because they didn't follow minimum security standards. Yeah. Wow. Cyber insurance is not all the same. Some of it will cover regulatory violations, HIPAA breaches, negligence. You can get endorsements to cover lost laptops, but you have to make sure they're encrypted or it's not going to cover it. And then at the same time, you're on the flip side, you can get coverage for financial losses, so cash losses, things like that. But unfortunately, insurance agents don't fully understand everything that's in these brand new policies and they're constantly changing. So you can talk to your insurance agent, but it's definitely a good idea to talk to an expert as well. I bet you could call Sharon. You could certainly call me. We will talk to people and get <laughs> them some advice. You can call us both. We'll, yeah. we'll do this together. <laughs>
I just wanted to point out you have two minutes. There we go. Well, we're going to talk this afternoon when we give our presentation about CEO scams. And that's one of the things that those policies often don't cover. And what that is, is where an email tends to come in from something, it looks like it's coming from your CEO, and it's to the financial person who wires money and so forth, but it's not really from them. It's a spoofed address. And if that person is fooled at the other end and wires the money, that is probably not going to be covered because they were actually fooled. It was an affirmative act on their part. It wasn't mm -hmm. something ha happening from outside. But those CEO scams are rife today. So those are something, that's just a point of education that we're going to bring up. Yeah, Semantic did a nice report on that recently, actually. They did a wonderful report, yeah. I also want to point out building block number one, choosing to use a cybersecurity controls framework. What is a cybersecurity controls framework? It is your checklist. It's a checklist of things you can One do. One minute. One minute. Um, right now, the industry in the United States is kind of converging uh, on the NIST cybersecurity framework. So if you haven't seen it, take a look at it. It's a checklist for your organization, and a lot of examiners and regulators are looking for that. I just want to mention red teams. Red teams, yes. am I going to get us in trouble here? Red teams are friendlies who come in pretending to be outsiders who are the enemy. Ethical and, hackers. And, and the really good ones say that they can get in in under three hours if social engineering is prohibited, and they can get in in under an hour if they use social engineering. And that's it. My guys give me a text. Oh, we might get buzzed. Or my guys send me a text message if they get in in 45 minutes. So the, the red team, those are the good guys? Yes. Okay. You done? Done. Okay. Done. Okay. Well, congratulations. You made it with time to spare and what a power pack session. I think a lot of great takeaways. So you now, never thought passing your cybersecurity audit could be fun and exciting, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but it has been, yeah. and it will be. It will be. Yeah. You know, we have no life between us. Um, you can tell there's no spirit here. Oh, my goodness. Come on now. There's so, no way we're getting through our slides. Our <laughs> listeners are probably going to want to follow up because I think you gave them some information to realize they don't know what they don't know, hopefully, and they're going to want to reach out. But if they do and follow up, how can they get a hold of you? Sherry, you want to go first? Sure, you can contact me at info at lmgsecurity.com or go on our website, www.lmgsecurity.com. And Sharon? S. Nelson at sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I-E-N-T.com. All right, well, thank you so much for stopping by and presenting so early, and uh, this is wonderful. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> thank you, Lawrence. <laughs> All right, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti for Legal Talk Network. Thank you for listening. expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.